0: so um let's talk about how you are in three different bands is that right
1: did you start already
0: yeah i did <laughs> oh, sorry yeah, I yeah okay this is not formal this is <laughs> this this is not formal okay it's just whatever
1: you want to say or
0: talk to us wait talk to us about what you brought here
1: Oh, I brought some paintings today and I brought my accordions, my three accordions, oh, my wow. babies, the accordion, uh, the paintings are my babies, too.
0: <laughs> Show us your uh, your favorite one. Talk to us about your paintings. And... My
1: favorite one. Oh, man, I don't know if I have a favorite one. I love them all. Um,
0: so wait, you're a, you're a painter.
1: I paint. You're
0: a musician.
1: I play music. And
0: I believe you're a mom, too.
1: I'm a mom of four. Damn! <laughs> I'm a mom of four. Yeah, And damn. I teach piano. And on you teach Mondays piano. And Tuesdays. Damn! Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Piano. Like, like a... I'm a
1: Reiki practitioner, and uh, I like to vend uh, handmade things like dream catchers and wands. And I like to wrap crystals.
0: And, you do everything. Um,
1: I like to do. I yes, I like to do everything. I remember. Um, thinking I only had to decide to do two things before I went to college. And, cause I, w- I would tell my mom, I wanna act, I wanna dance, I wanna play music, and I wanna, um, you know, I wanted to do everything. Um, so I guess that's what I've been doing. Everything, everything that I enjoy, everything that I wanna do, I do it.
0: And uh, <laughs> which one did you start first?
1: Um, the very first thing I started was uh, my art. I started I started my art when I was old enough to hold a crayon. (laughs) My mom would give me everything because I would watch her late at night. I would stay up late at night and she would be painting with oil paints and she would be making things with pastels. So she would buy me markers and everything, papers, easels. And um, I just spent a lot of time doing that, drawing, 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 drawing. That was a lot of fun. Um, Coloring was a lot of fun.
0: Do you, do you see any similarities between your paintings and music?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, to me, everything is energy. So there's energy in color. There's energy in how you make a painting, how you put it together. Uh, sound is energy. So there's things that you're portraying when you're playing music. Um, you're giving off a, an emotion or a feeling. Um, so to me, it's all the same thing. You're uh, expressing an emotion or a thought or an idea. So to me, it's all the same thing. That's why I, that's why I do it all, because to me, it's the same. It's just a different way. It's just a, a different way of doing,
0: do you, of doing it. Do you come from a family of artists? Yes. Did they teach you the, the like all this that you're doing?
1: Um, my mom is the main person behind everything, I feel. Uh, She never told me no. She never told me no. She would always push me. If I wanted to do something, she said, okay, let's go. Like if I wanted to go to an audition or if I wanted uh, art tools or if I wanted an instrument or if I wanted to go perform somewhere, she would say, let's go. Or she would bring it up to me. Hey, there's a performance here and here. Would you like to go? And I'll, okay, let's go. She was just uh, always exposing us to things. She would take us to the university to watch folkloric um, shows. She would take me to uh, workshops where there was businessmen giving um, talks on how to sell. Like she was just taking me everywhere with her and I learned so much just by watching her and just by being with her and just by her letting me. She never said no. That That was, I think, the best thing that that, that led me to do a lot of things. So she, she taught me, she sat with me. I would ask her questions. She, she would um, explain, she would take the time. She would take the time and she would explain how or why and try it and don't give up. You can do it, try it this way. My mom was so good about um, not making things seem hard and she made us love a challenge. I love doing hard things. I think that's all, I just love to practice things. I like to get better at something. I like to, if I see something and it makes me light up, I think I can do that. I wanna do that nice. and, and I just do it until I feel like I got the hang of it or yeah. until I uh, surpass my own goals. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes don't realize that I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Because I'm always, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Um, it's an everyday thing. It's, it's. Um, I'm so happy that my whole life, I made it every day, every day, every week, mm-hmm. um, music and art. And uh, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I, I did it somehow to make every day and every moment art and music. And that makes me so happy. Uh, I wake up wanting to paint something wanting to learn a song i um i'm painting and i already have three other paintings in my head i'll be learning a song and um i'll be figuring out another one in my head i just um it drives me i every day Mm -hmm. every day it's not a there's no breaks yeah it feels like if you were to stop something's missing you don't feel right, yeah. like you need to do it. It's. It feels like I need to, <laughs> it feels like I need to. I love it that much. I've come to the point in my life that I wanna live longer mm-hmm. just to paint as much as I can, just to play as many gigs as I can, just to learn and play as many songs as I, as I can. And I feel so blessed that I found not just one thing, Right. I found a lot of things that I can do that I want to be doing for for so long, for as long as I can. And that just makes me feel full. That makes me feel like I can keep doing it and give of myself to others. And I don't don't need much. Yeah. The things I buy are to make more art or to make more jewelry, to make the things I buy are, are to fix, you know, My instruments, those are the things that I I care about. Those are the things I invest in. I invest in, um, I just, I have to be learning. There's something up with my brain that it just Mm -hmm. cannot be still. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like I have a lot of apps open at once. (laughs) A lot of windows. And there's a lot going on. than what you see, you know? Uh, and sometimes I have a hard time. I need to close them all up, but um, I just, it's, a, its a, again, it feels like a need. I need to be learning something. I need to be working on something. If I'm painting, I'm listening to a documentary. Um, it just, like, it has to be around me all the time. I feel really weird when I don't <laughs> do something. I feel weird. I have to be, I have to be. I love it. I love it because it helps. It helps.
0: Do you think um, your your mom was the one that instilled that seed of always wanting to be learning?
1: Yes. Um, she always bought books. She taught herself art through books, and we would watch Bob Ross on TV. Mm-hmm. And um, she just loved to read, so she taught herself everything. She, she couldn't go to college, but she, she was a really good reader, and she would read really big, thick books and she would read to us. She would read to us and she would buy music books. She would buy art books. She would buy just, I learned how to learn from her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I saw her teach herself things. And then enough to start, she's always been a teacher. She's to anybody. She's always been the one that they ask, can you come volunteer me or Can you come teach this? Can you mm-hmm. come? And she always said, yes. So she was just always a great teacher. She always loved to learn. So I think that's where I got it from. Um, and I, she still does it, yeah. and she still does it.
0: Have you been a uh, Valley native all your life?
1: Uh, I, at one time, moved to Minnesota. <laughs> How was that? That was, um, <laughs> that was It was hard. It, I went up there to dance. I, I met someone, and it was the father of my first child, Melody. And I went to go dance up there. Um, workshops and to perform and I just I really missed home I didn't realize what I had in my family band I was playing in my family band since I was seven and I didn't realize what I had I didn't realize how much I needed to be here I didn't realize there was something later that told me you were supposed to stay here or like you were born to be here, like you're supposed to be here for some reason mm-hmm. yeah. in this, in Westlaco. Yes. Um, and and I never um, regretted, I mean, I just, I never took for granted um, to play with my family ever again. So when I came back, I came back full force. <laughs> I came right. back, I didn't understand what I had when I left. When I, I, And then I missed it. My soul missed it. Um, I I didn't understand. I was like, what's wrong with me? There's people that move away and never go come back, and they keep moving and they keep moving. What's wrong with me? How come I mm-hmm. I can't even bear, you know? But I then I just learned why not? There's yeah. people that stay home. Yeah. There's people that love where they live. Yeah. Um, just you realize that your heart feels it. So as soon as I was um, I was pregnant with my oldest melody, I'm like, I'm going home. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna have my baby at Holy Family Services in Westlaco, which mm-hmm. is, um, they have uh, midwives and nuns and and doulas and that's where I saw all my brothers be born. Mm-hmm. And I knew that's where I was gonna have my baby. <laughs> so I came back, I came back just to have her. Wow. And then I just stayed, I stayed here, I stayed here.
0: <laughs> have, you, have you seen a difference in the art scene in the valley since you've moved back?
1: Oh, um there's been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of changes. I grew up playing in a family band. So we were always performing with people who came from up north and we were exposed to, um, the winter Texans came down with their stories and they came down with their knowledge and they, we were learning their music. We were learning their stories and their jokes and their their ways of, of saying things. and. Um, I just felt like, like that made me. I don't know. I just felt like I had to stay here. I had mm-hmm. to be here. Um, to like- I saw and the, like the, the it changed. It changed. It changed so much. Even I had an art teacher once that said, "Oh, you could. You probably will never make an art a masterpiece in your lifetime." I, I don't know why she would have said that. I think I said, "I'm going to make a pe- masterpiece one day." And she just said, "Ah, you probably won't." Like I don't know why she would say that.
0: I, 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 I've heard, <laughs> I've heard, believe it or not, people say things like that. But I think, well, maybe she didn't mean it in a in a bad way. Maybe she meant it in a good way. Like but, realistic. But like be realistic. people often say that, or they don't say. They often wait until the perfect moment mm-hmm. comes to make art. Mm-hmm. Versus, if you're not thinking about the masterpiece. Mm-hmm. You're constantly creating, which is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're not focusing all that energy, like oh, I have to make a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. comes naturally. So yeah. maybe she meant it mm-hmm. that way. I don't uh, know. Well,
1: then and then she went into well, there's not a lot of um, a lot of that stuff down here in the valley. So I was just like, really, like that made me. I didn't know that as a high school student. I didn't know that. Um, I just loved doing it and I just I can do it too you know and yeah. and so she told me that and I was like well I just remember telling myself she doesn't know she doesn't know because I had already seen growing up lots of things traveling with my family um and I just I just knew it was going to grow little by little uh we, we've been here for so long uh more businesses and and stuff for, for, we didn't have to leave to McAllen we used to leave to McAllen to eat to shop and now we don't even have to leave Westlaco. Um, and not, not just that, like businesses started happening, but then um, a crisp gallery popped up and the eatery popped up. And uh, this place, <laughs> you know, there's just lots of, all of a sudden there's places for artists to get together and, and musicians to have shows. And it, it, it was always there, just less, you know? Yeah. And now I feel like there's more and more collaborations and more people doing things and and more people not waiting for others like they take it upon themselves to do it i'm gonna put a show i'm gonna throw a show i'm gonna you know so now everybody's doing it and it's it's wonderful I, i i really enjoy seeing people do what they love to do or i i like seeing people do things
0: yeah
1: i that that is um that's inspiring, Yeah, that's inspiring.
0: I, I saw your band, uh, Aichingatos, mm-hmm. um, you are part of uh, two other bands, right? Yes. Can you talk about the differences and the similarities about being in each band?
1: Okay, well, the similarity right away from all the bands is that I'm the accordion accordionist. Um, in the Texas Sweethearts, I also do play keyboard. I'm probably going to incorporate keyboard to the other two bands eventually. Um, it's very surprising to me that I'm playing the accordion for all of them and just the accordion because it wasn't like that all the time. I think I had played the piano and keyboard more than the accordion and my mom would push me, push me, push me. Come on, Elisa, you know you can let the piano go and just play all the songs on accordion. Come on, you know you can do it. It was it was challenging. I, I mean, there was certain things that were easy for me, but some things were hard. Yeah. And um, I, I, I admit, I didn't like to struggle. I mean, I like challenges. But a lot of things were easy for me. So sometimes when there was a struggle like, hmm. yeah, it was <laughs> but, you But like, I had to learn how to push past yeah. past that. And um it was it was just it was a challenging thing, um, the accordion. And so all of a sudden I went from just playing three songs on the button accordion, four songs on the button accordion to a whole set on the button accordion. And then how did it go from a whole set to um three different bands? All accordion. It just that you don't you don't ever stop. You don't yeah. ever stop. And then when an opportunity arises, like if someone invites you to a jam, or if someone invites you to play with their band or something, and you say yes, um, and you learn their songs, you're I was I joined to learn. They weren't teaching me anything, but just to show up to the practices, just to learn their original songs, to see what I could add to it, or listening to them do solos and and just it's a learning experience and and I again I love learning and if I I don't like being stagnant so if there's a way or there's an opportunity to learn a a lot in the short amount of time I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it so uh, I just I was at Uh, Texas Sweethearts first and uh, my family band Texas Sweethearts first since I was seven and then later, I joined I joined I Chingato's probably three years ago. I want to say two years ago, three years ago, something like that. And um, I saw Monstro Bohemio at one of our shows, and I knew <laughs> I wanted to play with them. I heard their music, and I was like, I can do some. I can. I just saw me up there with them. And a lot of the times, the things that I see in my mind uh, happen, they come to fruition. Just like if I see a painting in my head, it's going to come out or um, or there's a goal or I see I have to see it first and then I see it and then it just it has to happen it has to happen so um, I, I joined them <laughs> and I somehow worked out the practices and the gigs and it I just I'm a very extreme person because sometimes I'm like what am I doing but I just enjoy it that much I can't get enough um and that that's why that's why I'm in three bands right now. Um I don't know. I I keep getting asked maybe for uh, another one and, and to to help and I to gotta join. I gotta learn how to <laughs> balance things.
0: And how do you do that, being a mom of four?
1: Um I cry sometimes. <laughs> I cry. <laughs> it's okay. And then I let it I wipe the tears and then you feel better. Yeah. And then you just keep going. <laughs> And um,
0: releasing energy,
1: yeah. And I, I mean, I love them. I love them with all my heart. And I do everything I can for them.
0: Do you teach them music? Are they interested They're, in music at
1: all? My oldest melody is uh, in choir, and she loves all that choir and musicals. And she practices a lot. She's not. She doesn't really like instruments. She's. She's played a little accordion a little bit here and that but she loves to sing. That's her thing. And then luna my other daughter luna she she's she practices on her own i see that she likes to practice so i know she can teach herself anything that she wants to so um just by me putting a page there she'll put herself to figure it out so i know uh, she's been asking me for for lessons so i might have to sign her up at (laughs) the school that i'm teaching at um because again my mom taught me so many things and yeah. I have to just you know that's the way to do it expose them um, let them have the stuff around if they ask you show them don't push it on them um, keep saying yes you know let them do it
0: do um, do the students that you teach ever go see your shows
1: um, there was a couple times there was this we played at the eatery and i had three of my all three bands playing that day. Oh, Wow. All three bands. I love I love doing that to me. That's that's the perfect situation. Perfect scenario of you I were to have all three of my bands playing one night. So it's that's The great. Texas Sweethearts. The Texas Sweethearts. I chingatos. I chingatos and Monstro Bohemio.
0: Monstro Bohemio. Bohemio. Yes. Oh,
1: okay, yes. Okay. oh the difference the difference uh between all of them. I guess the styles Texas Sweethearts is like um soft rock, country, Tejano, Tex-Mex.
0: A lot of people like that down here. It's
1: hand. a very big mix, yes, uh, the Texas Sweethearts. We've been playing for so long and, and a, a wide variety of music. And we, we have so many s- songs that we could do sets of country, a bunch of sets of you know, any kind of music, even gospel. We do a lot of gospel yeah. stuff. Um, and then I uh, Chingatos is what I heard. I didn't know what it was. I mm-hmm. didn't know what it was called. I liked it a lot. It was so catchy. Jose Sanchez is a really good songwriter. He's a really good songwriter, and I like his music. He has stories to tell. Nice. I like good storytellers, awesome. and and with <laughs> with um, Jose with Jose Sanchez and his There's music, some it's okay. Functions. <laughs> with Jose Sanchez and his music, and he described it as barrio rock. Barrio. Barrio rock, and it just it sounds. Spanish. It sounds rock. It sounds
0: it, I mean, just it's he, a mix. When I was listening, it's, it even sounds like you're having. He's having a conversation with the crowd.
1: Yes, he, it's. I think he called it shtick. I don't know if that's right or not. But he's he's always he likes to act. You know. Nice. And he he's very theatrical. Even when we're not on stage, he's he loves to express himself himself with his hands and his his words and everything. He's just—he's an artist, and um, that's how—that's how he—that's how he, <laughs> that's how he that's did how it. He that's, is. that's how he is. So when he's up there, he wants you to laugh. He wants the audience to be engaged. He wants—that's why his songs are so good. You're gonna learn them the first time you hear it. Yeah. You know it. He knows how to do that, and th- there's nothing better than to get the audience involved. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> the Texas so. Sweethearts do that too. Just by um, we we invite them up, we give them instruments. And we invite them up on stage, and they play with us. Oh wow! And um, we we would make it a point to do that at least one time every show. And people don't get a chance like that, you know. Mm-hmm. People don't ever sometimes don't ever play an instrument or shy or uh, wh- what platform do they have? Who's gonna, you know? And, and then they, yeah. they, they just, it just it's just a lot of fun. And they yeah. had a beat, and then they didn't even know they had a beat. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, so the Texas Sweethearts, uh, and then um, I chink out those. Jose Sanchez in the audience, um, the jokes. It's I'm even laughing on stage. I, I, I've already heard the same you. joke several times, you. and it, and it's still to me. It's it's I love it because it's part. Of, it's like acting. And I yeah. really I love doing that too. And it, it and it if I can dance, like I'm dancing there and I'm playing music and I'm singing and then we're we're doing some kind of acting stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it feels right. Nice. All of it goes together. The wow. sounds in the songs. I used to be so still when I would play. One, because we have to be in, in front of the mic. No, you got the most. And now, uh, thanks to Luis Rios, who's the bass player for My Chingatos, he's one of my biggest supporters uh, for a, a lot of reasons. He bought me my first wireless mic. I, I couldn't afford one, and he just, I'll get it, I'll get it for you. And I was like, I just, my jaw dropped. I couldn't uh, believe that anybody would do something like that. I don't think, you know, just my family has gifted me instruments, Mm -hmm. you know, or or equipment, not a friend, you know. And he gave me this wireless mic and oh man, that that just changed everything. (laughs) That changed my performances, that changed my it changed everything. Your style. I all of a sudden I, I with with playing, joining monster Bohemio, there's no way that you can play that music without dancing. Right. There's no way I can't. There's no way I can't, I can't. I cannot sit. I cannot stand still there and play that. Yeah. And I have to dance it, and um, I was able to do that with the wireless mic, and um, every sound has a movement. Right. Um, high or low or fast or slow or it. I don't even have to think about it. It's kind of like a, the sounds have a, a movement. This and so when I'm playing and I'm playing already, I know the sounds. The movement just happens, and um, I just that took it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I've, I'm also a uh, was a folklorico dance. Mm-hmm. um Dancer, I was a folklorico <laughs> dancer since high school. Oh wow! And um, I joined late because we always had shows with Texas Sweethearts. I joined late, but it didn't matter because I loved it so much and I loved practicing. That right away, I became president of the dance company. Damn! Right away, I was wow. I was so happy. And then I got my sister in there, and and she joined, and we did a bunch of shows um, with the folklorico. So that also the music the dancing the dresses the stories the everything had a story everything came from somewhere we my mom would cry just watching me and my sisters dance just that she loved watching that she danced that when she was younger and then she sees her daughters doing it and we loved it so much she didn't push us to practice we practiced cuz we wanted to and we went to practice cuz we wanted to we we even after we graduated, I, I joined a dance company afterwards. I, I didn't want to stop. So the music and the footwork just go together. There's a part in one of the songs in Monstro Mío* that we play that there's a huapango. Wapango. And then I start dancing calabasiados. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Um, we're supposed to, with calabasiados, mimic a dancing horse. they're horses so i like to twirl my leg (laughs) i like to twirl my leg when i'm performing and hop on one leg and twirl like turn and it kind of sometimes it looks indigenous yeah um and the cumbias uh, who doesn't like to dance cumbias (laughs) so i I
0: also saw you wearing a mask once Uh,
1: (laughs) oh yes um well that was gifted to me by chewy the the drummer from monstro bohemio He likes to sell a couple of things from his studio and he had a bunch of masks and I right away, I was like, I want one. Let me buy one. He's like, no, you can have it. I took it and I kept it with me. And I just um, we were we were playing Mighty Juan. Oh, yeah. (laughs) From Chingatos, which is um, Jose Sanchez's original song. Mighty Juan. He's a Mexican. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: and um,
0: the play on words. He, he's
1: got a girlfriend, Mighty Juana. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, in my head, I saw a mask yeah. and a cape. Yes, and yes. I told Sanchez, hey, can I be in charge of props for Aichingatos? He's like, what? Yeah, do whatever <laughs> you want. So I. Took a Tito's cape. I don't know how I had a cape, an apron. It had Tito's all over the place. I got probably got it from my husband. He works at Filmin's in Westlake. Oh, nice. And um, I got some purple, <laughs> some purple duct tape, and I MJ Mighty Juan, <laughs> and then I put that on and I put on the Luchador mask and I just played Mighty Juan with that. Yeah. And um, he would say, "Play it, you know, keep it on for another song." Or I think I did it maybe once with Monstro. Or yeah. um, it's just it was it's a lot of fun to dress it's just you have to have fun you have to have fun and i I don't mind being silly i don't i wasn't embarrassed it was a it was a fun thing and i grew up i grew up playing with the wrestlers (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) my grandma just it bothered her so much she already passed away my grandmother uh it bothered her so much that i didn't want to play with girl toys yeah i didn't want to play with dolls i wanted to play with guns and the arrows and mm-hmm. i wanted to play with the little luchadores the little wrestlers you <laughs> yeah know? the ones they sell so the she, mercado yes the yes the ones. plastic ones yeah, the you ones know they're that like that like yes yeah, so she that. got me a whole bucket and i would line them up on the tub and uh she got the ring with the rubber bands <laughs> <Right.
2: Yeah. laughs> she
1: got me those and um i just always i always loved it i liked it i like the, the look it's just so it's just the culture right you grew yeah. up wa- seeing that and you don't realize how much it's a part of you until you're older and you start making your own decisions and and you gravitate towards these things and you're just like, that's, that's where we grew up. That's what we've been exposed to.
0: Well, I was going to ask you, with wearing the mask, can you see through that mask? Because uh, <laughs> um, it looked like... It's
1: hard to see through it, but it's okay because I don't really need to see sometimes when I'm playing. There's a lot of... I don't know when it started. I think maybe... Eight years ago, seven years ago, I started playing with my eyes closed a lot.
0: Really? Do um, you mind showing us? I d- <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I started... It was more like... Um, I feel like I can see better with yeah. my eyes closed. Yeah. Because it's a lot of... Um, You're
0: not distracted. Feeling.
1: <laughs> There's less things to see. Yeah. I'm trying to listen and I'm trying to feel the buttons. So... Um, yeah, it doesn't... I just go. It helps me leave. <laughs> it yeah. helps me leave. I, I I also feel kind of bad. I love it. And I also feel bad because I miss out on seeing what the audience is doing. I don't see their facial expressions. I don't see if they liked it. I don't, a little bit here and there. And I, I'll have to hear it from the band members or my family, or uh, they come up to me afterwards. But while we're playing, I'm just it's for me. I <laughs> like, I close my eyes and I'm gone. Like it's all the practices, all the things, all of me running around. All the there's a lot that goes behind just going to play, and I do it all just for that time that on that I'm on stage. Right. Um, there's nothing like there's nothing like it. Um, I. I learned how to through music, learned how to get myself in a state, and I started real young. So when you practice something for a very long time, you uh, you learn things yeah. deeply in other layers, like deep. Like, so I started at age seven playing music, but um, at a lot of like religious things and learning how to sit there, learning about prayer, learning about you know, respect and, and I played at a lot of funerals and there would be a dead body literally four feet away from me, you know, right there. And I had there was a lot to learn just by being a musician that young. It was like I had to be a little adult, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, that that um, that <laughs> that changed
0: the way you saw things. The
1: way I saw things um, about everything, the music, energy, what we're giving off. Um, it's a, uh, I don't know. So it's, so. It's, it's awesome. It, it, <laughs> it, it sounds it. like it's
0: a. Uh, for a little kid to, be in a funeral playing music, who goes through that? That's um, not very common. I
1: don't. I think my mom was going to church and stuff. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: My my grandpa was a deacon. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother helped him at church. So my mother and all her siblings were at church all the time. And she joined the choir. Right. And she played guitar. So we went to church and then I joined the choir. So religion and prayer and... um, all of that was, was very real, very, um, when we were playing, we were praying. Oh, wow. You know, when they, they say you play, t- you, when you play or sing, you're praying twice, I think mm-hmm. they, that's what they say. Um, it felt like that, it really felt like that. So um, doing that so young, being in that environment a lot, like it wasn't just once, We were we were working musicians. So I started getting paid at seven. Wow! I made my own money, my parents paid us well. I could buy gifts, I could buy Christmas <laughs> gifts for everybody. Um, wow. So it was professional and it was um, spiritual. And um, I learned through, I guess my mom, cause I could just be playing. I didn't know I was evoking or giving off a emotion it was more mechanical at a young age yeah but then seeing her and when you're older you know how to to express that what you're feeling through your art or through your singing or through your you know so eventually when I started playing I started getting chills Mm. I forgot what I was called a frisson I looked it up once f-r-i-s-s-o-n and it's basically a skin orgasm. Frisson. 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 Wow. And um, it's something you get from hearing, you know, some, your body reacts to yeah. a sound. So when I'm playing, I play, I started feeling that a lot at church, playing on Sundays with my family. We were the family. We were the choir. Um, so I could feel the love playing with my family. I could feel the love from the people in the church, the praying. Everybody singing together and getting chills. Oh. So um, I always felt like my mom would tell me that's the Holy Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I just thought that was really neat. And then later I learned that it wasn't just at church. Mm-hmm. I um, Playing at other places were giving me chills, playing with my family, a certain feeling or a certain song or a certain just that we're in the groove or that we're happy doing it. Or, looking at my family happy on stage, or me just enjoying me playing, getting the chills, getting chills mm-hmm. in and feeling at that moment that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is why I was born. This is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here for a reason. The people who, that are listening are here for a reason. And um, I I learned to listen to that. So um, when I heard Monstro Bueno and I asked if I could it's a funny story i i saw them and i i went up i go you guys sound so amazing Mm -hmm. and ricardo the the singer and guitarist goes do you play accordion and i go yes he goes i think there's only one purple-haired girl that plays accordion Oh, okay i was about to ask (laughs) how did he know he (laughs) goes there's only one purple-haired girl that plays accordion um I think you're my friend on Facebook, and he's like, I asked you if you could be our accordionist a couple years ago, and you said you were so busy. Oh
0: wow! <laughs>
1: and I was like, Well, I say yes now. I, I just that was such a funny story. And and two or three days later, I showed up to their practice. Uh huh. I listened to their songs. I pr- I sat there and I I learned, like a handful of them.
2: Wow, I, like- I was
1: that excited. I can I can hear a song and just uh, figure it out by ear. Wow. So. I listened to their songs and I I wanted to be prepared when I went over there. So I I showed up and, um, they were just, they couldn't stop smiling at each other. The brothers, (laughs) they couldn't believe that I showed up and we were just, we were just playing the songs and Mm -hmm. I started getting those chills again. I started getting those chills and I was like, Oh man. And I had never played with them before. Mm -hmm. We just clicked. We just clicked, and and we knew we had the same. St- we love the same style of music. We knew what we were trying to do. We we, we were so open to to do like we feel safer on each other. Right. Try this, do yeah. this. We're so like encouraging. We're so encouraging. Um, one of us is down, we pick them up. Um, I feel this. Oh, I can help you. Or like, oh, I did this. Oh man, I'm so proud of you. We're It it has grown that way, but in the Mm -hmm. beginning, to feel those chills, oh man, I knew that there was something there, and I didn't. I had to trust that. Yeah. So the more I played with them, the more chills I got, and I'm still playing with them. And I just that's that's something I don't want to stop doing because that's something a lot of people don't get to feel that. Yeah. And when you get to the point where you can, at will, just in a little bit playing or after dancing or, start feeling that, like you can just. Why do you why do you want to do anything? Why do you want to do things that are not gonna <laughs> give you that? Like right, I'm just gonna keep chasing that, you know. So, energy, music, chills, love, um, practicing something. All of it's the same thing.
0: Is it possible we could hear maybe a, a little bit of uh, your accordion
1: music <laughs> <Sure>. magic?
2: <laughs>
0: Uh, um, all this talk about uh, getting, what was that called? A, a f- Frisson. <laughs> that's right. I
1: think that's how you say it. Frisson. 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 Um, Do you mind? Yeah. No, I don't mind.
0: You talk got really... You my accordions. You, got, you brought three of them.
1: Yeah, I brought three. Um, I mean, they're all in the same note. They're all in G, in Sol.
0: So I don't know anything about accordions. So um, the more you say, <laughs> the better it is.
1: <laughs> this is a diatonic accordion because it has two notes per button. So each button that you press, there's a sound with the bellows going in and the sound going out. So you have to be conscious of if you're pulling in or out right, uh, to get the right sound. So there's um, 31 buttons there, 34 buttons here. There's 34 buttons here and uh, this is uh, an accordion and so all of them are in sol because my mom and her range and all the songs that she sings are the majority in G, C yeah. and stuff like that. So this this has worked so far for all the bands I haven't had to get another accordion or another note thank god cuz accordions are pricey.
0: Oh well, yeah, <laughs> I mean it looks fantastic.
1: They're beautiful, they're gorgeous. It, 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 it's it looks- not something that you could I mean you could just buy one but no, they're they're pieces. They're art. It's yeah. artwork. That, like that's, they're hand painted. Like I that, know Gavinelli gets hand painted. That's probably the best accordion <laughs> I've ever seen in my
0: life. To be honest,
1: <laughs> they're beautiful. And each each row, like this is the G row, and then C and F for all of them. And then they have the relative minors, and that's like some music theory, some music stuff. Um, this was my first ever button accordion. Here, let me give it I got it, it, you. it when I was eleven. Eleven. Um, yes. By the this way, we're here in
0: this beautiful set by Backdoor Modern vintage.
1: <laughs> I got, this was my very first button accordion. My very first one. Um, it wasn't purple. I spray painted it purple. <laughs> oh, nice. I gave, I touched it up. I added some gold paint. I took off the grill and added some sparkly uh, fabric because it was old. This thing was old. I'm 35. I got this when I was like 11. It was pretty banged up and um this was my first ever is
0: that your favorite one
1: um see at first it wasn't really because this was my first one and then i got this one so this one was my next favorite one and then i got this one so that was but then (laughs) after after um playing with monster and these got untuned i played this one and i was like wow it sounds like, strong, it's smaller than these, it has less buttons, but it sounds loud, like, I go, this is what it needs to sound like for me to play with that, with, with them, With I and it this, just, it went perfect, and
2: yeah. this,
1: oh man, i never done that before, I don't know when like I started a maraca. doing it, and you just get percussive with your instrument, so would these buttons make the most noise out of all of these, I love doing this when we're playing, um, it's 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 a lot of I love this I, I prefer now to play with this one and I get it. I think it's a dry tuning it, it it makes it sound stronger and I think these are like sweeter to play conjunto and country mm-hmm. and the other um, softer things right and this one I use for like the harder the harder yeah. stuff yeah um, this one I got for my 15th birthday wow for a regalo de sorpresa right for that's my beautiful. quinceanera that's beautiful um, I it, it was there was a lot of What do you call them? Um, Sponsors. A lot of padrinos (laughs) that my parents
0: (laughs) uh, got
1: together. To It was expensive. And and they got a hold of uh, Mike Gabanelli. And um, he said, you know, he helped him out. They talked about me and and he helped them choose one. And he said, just send me a picture of her and and her quinceanera dress with the accordion.
0: So who's that? The guy that you just mentioned. Mike
1: he's, uh, yeah. Gavanelli? He's Gavanelli. Because his name is there. <laughs> yes, yes. He's a big deal. Um, yeah, it has a little sticker here that says, um The Shop Gavanelli in Houston. Wow. Yes. So
0: Shout out to Gavanelli.
1: <laughs> yes, Mike Italian?
0: Gavinelli. Is he Italian? <laughs> Sounds um, Italian.
1: It, it's Italian and then German over here. Oh, Honor. damn. Honor. Wow. German Wh- and what? What? So this is Italian.
0: It's so, right. Because uh, is what
1: are you gonna paint the version on? Oh, uh, there's an old piano accordion at home that I might paint to... Secret. Don't tell <laughs> uh, I Can might I paint shape, it something seen? on an accordion, but yeah, I got this from a regalo de sorpresa. I opened my box in front of everybody, and the the band invited me up, and I went and I showed it off, and I I, I was so happy I had my lilac dress and my beautiful. Gabanelli. I wanted a Gabanelli because of the rhinestones.
0: (laughs) Your mic (laughs) was falling off. Okay, there you go.
1: Yeah, I wanted a... Yeah. Because of the rhinestones. And then later, my... um, this got in tuned or something i didn't I, I didn't know you could tune it i guess yeah and, and it just didn't sound right anymore and i'm like oh my goodness what am i gonna do because i don't have the money and i have a lot of gigs coming up oh my and then uh, that's a good problem
0: to have though it's all those gigs <laughs>
1: that's true i have a lot of gigs but like what am i gonna play <laughs> yeah so there was this man named um tony i think it's tonio tonio longoria and he wrote to a man named Gilbert Reyes of mm. Honor Accordions. Yeah. And I got a phone call when I was at school at STC from Gilbert Reyes. <laughs> he's the guy that gives accordions to people. He's to the like one the that, famous people. He's the one that I mean, you're shows famous. up to... to <laughs> I didn't even see myself that way. You're the girl means, with the purple uh, hair playing the purple accordion. the accordion. He, he gives accordions to Flaco Jimenez and, and, and all these... He, he travels everywhere. He, yeah. And he called my phone, and he just what what uh, note do you want to accordion? Oh and what, wow. What like I I you're from West I was from West I got a letter from this man, and you know we want to help you out. And I just that you know. Yeah. So that yeah.
0: A big I honor. Just,
1: I love these things, and and I, I, I sometimes I think about getting my own. Like these have been gifted, you know. I've never purchased my own. Maybe one day a custom, I'll make a custom one or something. It's coming true. These it's are just, um, I love them. I, I can't believe all the hours that I've put into these things. Like I feel like when I die, like my all my energy are gonna be. In hey, those accordions. In these things, huh?
0: They're gonna be in the accordions. Uh, yeah. They're gonna be haunted.
1: <laughs> I just recently went to a museum in San Benito, and they had all the. Uh, portraits of uh, accordion hall of famers. Oh really? And they had really old accordions in glass cases and I felt like if you just went over and rubbed the accordion like one of their spirits were going to come out. (laughs)
0: Like a genie?
1: (laughs) Yes, like a genie. Nice. So I guess I could take this one out. This one sounds really loud or strong. Let's hear
0: it.
2: (laughs)
1: Oh, you hear that?
0: Wow. Yeah, sounds like a little yeah. train.
1: <laughs> I need to get this one tuned. Some guy in La Jolla does it. We have to take it to him. Man, Not a lot of people know how to tune it. Uh, I need to learn how because it, it's
0: expensive. Look, <laughs> those look heavy.
1: Oh, one, yeah. Uh, I don't so. even know how much they weigh, but they, yeah. I've had to um, learn how to deal with that. Yeah. Like. Does it hurt I just told back? Myself, I just, yeah, I get, I get have a lot of back pain. I have to learn how to oh, any bring the mic to me. <laughs> or, um, you know, ask someone to pop my back. And, oh, wow. Um, we need it's a- just since I was tiny, like, I've grown into it, and i still yeah. not in- grown oh, into it. <laughs> since I was seven. Okay, this is how I started with this one. My dad would hold the accordion like this behind me. Because I was too small wow. to hold it on my own. Shut and down. even if it was too heavy for me to hold or carry, yeah. I still wanted to play it. And then eventually, I held it on my own. Like, Mom, I'm holding it on my own. <laughs> and I was just this scrawny, I was always the shortest, thinnest, lightest kid in every class that I've been in. And um, so just imagine this scrawny little thing with the big accordion. And I didn't care, if it, I didn't care. I wanted to play it so bad, it didn't matter what yeah. it looked like or how heavy it was. And uh, now and we're old. that I'm older, I tell myself, um, It's a workout, it's a workout. This is your workout of the day or the week or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then to dance with it. But it's just, it's the drive. Like when some music gets going, you don't even feel that you're tired sometimes. You don't feel that it's burning, that your arm's burning. You don't feel that you're getting a blister. You don't feel that. You just, you're performing. (laughs) I feel it when you're done.
0: (laughs) So let me ask you this. Yes. Do they, like in order for them to, for people to make accordions, do they have to be heavy? Um, or is there like I light? think it's
1: it's probably heavy because of the stuff that's going on in here, and then the more switches and the more notes and stuff, it gets heavier. So I want to say like these are probably the light the lighter of the mm. the bunch.
0: That's why you like it so much huh?
1: <laughs> that they're small. <laughs> yeah, I have to I have to be comfortable with it and my back. I, I play for a while. Yeah. yeah. Co- play for a while or sometimes like back-to-back with each band or three or four sets and to be able to carry it and that's a lot and And it's like i said you just you do it because it's your instrument (laughs) it's it's like are there any sorry Uh,
0: are there any shows that that are coming up that you want to uh invite people to or, Um, or can they check you out
1: october 15th is coming up. That's um, Monstro Bohemio at the Hop Shop in Harlingen. And uh, I think um, we're gonna be at the Sprocket, the Broken Sprocket, Aichingatos coming up. When did I say that was? The 21st or something like that of this month. Uh, Texas Sweethearts, um, what, what do we have coming up? We were invited to open up for Eva Ibarra.
0: Mm -hmm. which was one
1: of those ladies on the hall of fame wall at the museum that i just went to this a couple days ago they're like would you be interested in opening for I was like i say yes now i say yes now don't even like i say yes now she i don't even know what she's playing when she's playing her chords i'm like what chord is that like i she's a musical genius she started when she was Tiny too, just like me, and she sings from the heart, she belts it, she dances, she does gritos, she she writes her own songs, she writes her own music, she travels, she's she's wonderful, I, I I just, yes, I said yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Did you take pictures, video? Wonderful. Uh, I just took a picture with her picture, but I, I once, um, I hope once we open for her, or once we do all that stuff, that I get to hug her, or shake her hand, or take a picture or something. Um, that would be amazing. I've I've been following her. I've been seeing the stuff that you know, the words that she gets and everything. And I'm just like, oh, I, that's me in the future. I tell myself, that's me in the future. I, I want to be in a portrait like that on the wall. I want <laughs> I want to be invited to talks. I want to perform at the Library of Congress that she played out, at, like all those things. Um, I want to leave something behind. I don't. Like, I think that's why I do paintings maybe because I want it to al- outlive me or, um, I just, make I want to leave something behind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what, what are your, your, your I mean, your family must be proud.
1: <sighs> my, yes, they're very supportive. They, this is what I've been doing with them since I was tiny and then for them to see me doing it on my own as an adult and not quitting and just keep going, keep going. Um, they know how much I love it, so anytime, any any success or any little hurdle or any goal that I meet or anything, they're just as joyful. They're just as happy for me. They're just as like just recently, I'm gonna have a accordion, one of my accordion paintings at that museum that I was talking about in San in San Benito. Wow, that's amazing. And I Congrats. maybe some people might not think that's a big deal, but to that me, I just like. I told my family and, and even my little brother's like, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you, that's great. And with a, a sincere smile and hearing me out, letting me tell them all the good news. And they they just, they love that I'm happy doing it. And they love that I'm still doing it. And they're very supportive. I'll watch the kids or I'll share your flyer or I'll go to your next show, you know? So um, I think they are very proud. My parents are very proud. They, never have made me feel like i'm not enough or they never made me feel like i didn't have their back um it's like they wanted me to like they guided me they they taught me things and then like go you yeah. know go and learn like do your own thing like you know and and i'm still involved with them so that's still a beautiful thing that I, i'm still performing performing with them and i'm still doing my own thing and um it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing yeah, I think they're very proud of me. I,
0: I think that's beautiful, having a, a an ecosystem of, of family, loving family, supporting you. And then you've been doing it since a little, little kid. I mean, that's, I mean, I think you're living the dream that everybody wants, honestly. <laughs> I
1: I think that's why I tell myself I'm blessed. Like, I don't really, like, again, I have to tell myself, Dude, you're, you're doing what you love every day, yeah. every week. When did that happen? How did that happen? How did you do that? And then I'm just happy realizing that I'm in that, you know, and, and I want more. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And I don't, I'm just so happy. I'm just happy that that's how it, that's how it is right now.
0: So do you want to, um, for the last question, do you want to get anything off your chest? Do you want to finish off with a note? Do you want to sing a little bit? What, it, the floor is yours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. I think the underlying thing or the, the foundation of everything that I do is love for the craft, love for doing, like practicing love for for what I do and then inspiring others to do it—that's what keeps everything going. Um, I was inspired by my mom to paint, and one hundred and seventy, my hundred and seventy-third painting is going to be in a museum. I started painting eight years ago, but didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know—I mean, my—I knew my. Family was musicians. I didn't know that I was going to be in a band with them. I I was inspired by watching my mother practice with her musicians. Um, I saw Mr. Rodriguez, who was my elementary uh, music teacher. He was the accordionist for my mom's band. And he was the first person that had the accordion around me. He was the first. It was right there because he brought it to my mom's house for practice it was the first time i ever saw one um, or heard one and just the buttons it, it sounds like it's breathing you hear that yeah um he would pretend. he's like look my my accordion's asleep he would just do that we would laugh he, he's silly um and the rhinestones and the symmetry of the, the lines of the bellow and the. It just, how how, it grasps the attention of a seven-year-old or a six-year-old. I I don't know, but just watching him and hearing it and seeing it, I was inspired by that, and and then I, I wanted to play it, you know, and then, and then I saw other accordion players playing and I wanted to play those songs. And that's that's the reason for everything. And it keeps, if I start feeling stagnant or I start not feeling like I'm doing much and then I see a, a fellow artist on Facebook sell a painting or a, a person release an album or someone get their photo picked for, a, you know, in a contest, all of those things, they inspire me. I'm like, look, they're doing what they love. They're doing what they what they love. I gotta keep doing what I love. Maybe someone will see me, maybe a little girl or a kid or, or any, anybody, anybody that could take any, if anybody could take away from any of my art or healing or, or Reiki healing or Dreamcatchers or crystals or music or anything that I offer. If anybody can take anything from that. Um, I feel like I did my part. I leave everything on stage. I have a hard time talking to people afterwards just because there's nothing left. Oh, wow. Because that's the only way to do it. I sweat so much because why am I going to be, oh, I don't want to sweat. Why drip, you know, let it go in your eyes. Let it burn. Um, That's when you feel that people are going to see, people are going to feel it. They're going to see it. So. I think that's what makes everything go round. You have to inspire people. It feeds. It feeds me. Keeps me going every day. Other artists, people that I want to hear my story, I don't it blows my mind. Like you have a story, you know, you did this, you did that. I don't my my perception of myself is so warped. I've done this for so long. I forget how amazing it is. I forget, I forget sometimes how magical it is. I have to remind myself. I have to keep doing it. I have to find inspiration. I came here and I fell in love with Yvette's studio (laughs) and I started painting all these accordion paintings and then there was this local, art. Luis Rios started buying all my accordion paintings. (laughs) And one of those accordion paintings is the one that's going to be in the museum. And it was all because we came over here. How does that happen, you know? I go play at this museum because uh, my friend, Andres Amado, a professor, invited the Texas Sweethearts to go talk, just to go talk and play. I said yes. We went, and we did what we do, the best way that we can do it and we poured our hearts out. We showed them what we've been doing our whole lives and then they offer those opportunities. And I'm just, one thing leads to another and one thing leads to another and it's all about people and it's about networking and it's about saying yes and it's about taking chances. Yeah, so if 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 anything like can come from today, it would just be that like whoever's watching us to just do what you love. Everything falls into place when you do that. I've felt really low in my life, and it's only been because I wasn't doing what I was born to do. That was the lowest part in my life. I wasn't playing. I wasn't making art. I wasn't working on anything. Um, do what you love, and then that energy, that excitement, that joy, that inspiration, in spirit, in spirit inspiration, it 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 opens. Doors that makes a way, there's a path. You don't know how you're gonna get to where you need to go. You don't know how it's gonna happen. It's just that it's gonna happen. It, you just want it and it's gonna happen somehow. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it, enjoy it, enjoy it. Enjoy what you're doing, enjoy the journey. That's why I, name my, I, I number my paintings because I wanna know myself. By this painting, I did this. By this painting, I sold this one. By this painting, this. So that's why I knew that my 173rd painting is in a museum because all those little hurdles, all those goals, all those dreams, all those little things matter. They all matter. Don't let anybody tell you they don't. They're all building blocks. So um, it takes it takes a, it takes some time. It's okay. And um, just just love, just love. And everything you do, everything, how you talk to someone, when you call them, opening a door, um, anything, anything, if you if you do your best every day and and do love in every action, everything's gonna be okay. Wow! I think that's the foundation of everything.
0: It's love. Oh, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. Yvette, thank you for calling me It <laughs> was awesome.
2: It was so thank touching
1: you. and amazing. Wow. I didn't even thank get to you. play anything out. Hey, play something. It was all in turn. It was amazing. Just so obvious. What do I like? There's this... Um, huapango that I like. And it's uh, El Cascabel. And... The reason this song stuck in my head was because I saw Esteban Jordán perform it on on YouTube. I, I, didn't, I didn't know who he was. I think someone told me, you gotta listen to his music. And I stumbled across a video and he was in a red shirt, blue pants and he was on stage with his sons. And I was like, oh wow, like I was on stage with my mom, you know, mm-hmm. their family, and then he starts playing El Cascabel, which I've only heard on guitar. He played it on accordion. Uh-huh. I was like, what? And when I heard it, I, my jaw dropped. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And then I was so sad to find out that he had already passed away. Cause oh, <laughs> I was wow. gonna look for him. <laughs> and he, 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 he had already passed, but I listened to his song so much because I feel like if I hear it in my head a lot, and when I know it in my head, once I pick up the instrument, it'll just it'll just come out. You know, I'll just find it right away. So that song, it took it took a while of me hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, and then I finally okay, I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna figure it out. So even with sitting and figuring it out, it took a couple of times, and then one day it just it just hap- it came out. It came out, and and then I went to Texas Sweetheart practice with my family, and I go, guys, I want to play this one, and they practiced it with me and then now we play it every time we we have a performance and I think I like it just because it's um it's kind of I guess people would say it's hard I think it's just fun to play (laughs) what is it called el cascabel
0: el cascabel el cascabel all right so
1: I have to stand up like is it gonna change anything
0: (laughs) I'll follow your lead okay Okay, <laughs> well, um, we're ending the podcast now. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow Elisa. Do you have a uh, uh, um, link or uh, um, on Instagram? On Instagram,
1: it's Elisa de Hoyos, or de Hoyos, Elisa, D-E-H-O-Y-O-O-S, E-L-I-S-A. And then Facebook's the same thing, Elisa de Hoyos, E-L-I-S-A, D-E-H-O-Y-O-S. My art page is purple. Paul Arte, not purple, P-U-R-P-A-L-L-A-R-T-E, because purple is my favorite color. <laughs> um, and then, I think that's it, Purple Arte. Oh, there's a um, Texas Sweetheart page on Facebook, so you just look for Texas Sweethearts. And then there's an Aichingatos page on Facebook and Instagram, and there's a Boy Bohemia page on <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. And uh, you can find their music on Spotify, YouTube, um, everywhere. Awesome.
0: Please (laughs) go follow her. Go like her. Go follow, share. Do all those good things. Buy her art. It's amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much.
1: Thank you.